Hey there, welcome back to Esthetician on the Edge, the podcast. Let me start by saying y'all best be going out tonight and tearing shit up on New Year's Eve. Tear it up for me too, because I'm going to be in my fuzzy pajamas under a blanket, like drinking a cheap champagne until I fall asleep on my couch. Yeah, I'm a crazy one. And uh, (laughs) to all of you oxygen lovers out there, your O2 machines, you know, your your facials. I kind of talked shit about oxygen facials in the last podcast, in case you didn't hear that. Go back and listen. Um, I am never going to be an oxygen lover. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love oxygen. I'm breathing it right now for free, but I won't ever love your machine. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, and to all of you out there who has been messaging me, no, I will not be putting blow, sis, blow on a t-shirt or coffee mug, you smart asses. (laughs) For the last episode of 2019, I'm going to talk about Uh, non-compliant clients and basically some of the stupid shit clients say to us in the room and just in general. I'm also going to tell you the wonderfully awkward story of my very first waxing experience. The the brow removal in my aesthetic school, that doesn't count. I'm also going to share some of your stories because I love knowing you guys are just as fucked up as I am. But before we get into that, let's talk about those non-compliant clients. What exactly is a non-compliant client? For me, it's someone who asks for, but doesn't listen to any of my recommendations or my advice. Take, Take for instance, if they're complaining about dry skin, you tell them you need to stop exfoliating so much and get this moisturizer that has, I don't know, hyaluronic acid and uh, ceramides in it. Instead, this misguided soul will go to Target. <laughs> they're going to buy like a charcoal infused clay mask and an oil free moisturizer with uh, salicylic acid in it. Yeah. Or if it's a lash client, you know, you tell them, hey, don't get your lashes wet. But you see that same client in a post on Instagram an hour later at the pool. It's ridiculous. You might have some of these clients. It can be extremely frustrating as a professional to know that a client isn't going to do anything you say. Honestly, it's it's frustrating and a little bit insulting. When I first started in aesthetics, I was a total obnoxious, self-righteous asshole. I was bad. I kind of reminded myself of some of these holier-than-thous I see commenting on, on all of these aesthetic message boards, or even some of them that try to educate me in the comments of my own meme posts. It's a meme, guys. I swear, I know how to be an esthetician. It is not a cry for help, I promise you. But anyway, I would practically vibrate with anger when a client would come in and I could tell that she had shaved between her waxing appointments or, um, you know, she still hadn't bought the cleanser that I suggested and was still using those shitty little makeup wipes. Now, some of you might be saying to yourself, no, no, you weren't an asshole. They were coming to you for your expertise and not using it. You should be mad about it. You know, I just, I don't let that stuff get to me anymore. 
and you should not let it get to you either. And it it took me such a long time to come to terms with clients not listening to me and not to see that as like an insult. Uh, and it was actually a client, crazy enough, it was a client who basically flipped the switch on the way that I thought about everything facial wise. I had this old lady who used to come in like once a month. She'd get a facial. Super sweet woman. Um, She wouldn't buy any product and she would basically wreck her skin until her next appointment. (laughs) It was a hellish cycle for me. I finally asked her one day, like I was at the end of my rope with this lady. Seriously, I was like, why? Why do you keep coming in? Because I can't help you unless you help yourself. Oh my God, how self-righteous does that sound? That's like on a bumper sticker or something. And this lady, she she set me right. She said, I helped her every single time she came in that she got to relax. She got to have a good conversation with lots of laughter for an hour. And that that was all she needed from her facials. And it was like something in me went, oh, shit. Oh, oh. So maybe facials aren't about skin for some people. Crazy, right? So switch was flipped forever, guys. And remember, our clients, they are not our kids. They don't have to listen to anything we say or tell them to do. They are paying us. Hello, they are paying us to perform a service on them for their own damn reasons. Just make your suggestions, perform your treatment, and just keep going. They'll listen or they won't. The only time non-compliance becomes a problem for me is when the client is blaming me for not seeing results or for seeing bad results. If noncompliance jeopardizes a client's health, to me, that's a firing offense. And if you guys don't know what I mean, like when you talk about firing a client, it's basically telling the client they're no longer welcome there. You Sometimes you have to fire a client. That's just how it is. I had a client, um, I actually did a meme about this. It's been a while back though, but I had a lady come in and she'd been coming in pretty regularly getting microneedling. And I had microneedled her, probably, I, I don't know, I had microneedled her earlier in the day at like a, a depth of, what was it, 1.75? So, you know, pretty deep. And then this trick goes home and she derma rolled her damn face. What the hell? She was so fired. Now, I admit, I, I do work for someone else right now. So I am limited in the consequences that I can dole out to those types of clients. But I will make it abundantly clear to like my manager and owner that if they go against my suggestions of refusing services on a bad client, uh, hello, you are setting yourselves up for at the least a bad review and potentially a lawsuit. You know, sometimes owners and managers, well, what am I talking about? Most of the time, owners and managers are not estheticians. And they literally cannot wrap their mind around the fact that the things that we can do can cause irreparable damage to someone's face or body. I I think they just see fluffy facials and they don't realize that we can fuck someone up. I've only had one owner one time who pushed the issue with a shitty client I refused the client. I also refused the write-up that they tried to give me, and I basically told them to go fuck themselves, that I'd either be drawing a check in the form of a paycheck or an unemployment check, and it would be up to them to decide. I didn't really care. I mean, come on. I knew I was on my way out anyway, so (laughs) what have I got to lose at that point? But I did not do the service. Uh, The owner was an esthetician and did it herself. Hey, you know what? Fine with me. It's your license, not mine. We we parted ways soon thereafter. Believe it or not, some people don't like to be told to go fuck themselves. <laughs> so I left. I left shortly thereafter that. 
uh, and I smile every time I drive past the Chinese restaurant that took over the spa shortly after it failed. Yeah, karma's a bitch, isn't it? So how do you fire a client? If you work for someone else, (laughs) let them do it. Trust me. Trust me. That kind of drama is outside my pay grade, and it should be outside of yours too. If you work for yourself, <laughs> sorry, you, you get to be the bad guy in the situation. When I worked for myself, I preferred to fire someone via email. Doing it in person is awkward, and y'all, sometimes clients lose their shit when you fire them, and I don't have the patience or the bail money for that. But if you have to do it face-to-face, Don't make it personal. Simply state that because of continuing non-compliance of aftercare, you will no longer be able to um, accommodate their appointments. That simple. They usually bluster and they'll posture, but eventually most of them calm down. But some will go so far as to say uh, stupid shit like they'll take you to court. (laughs) Okay. Or, you know, I'll own this place if you don't watch it. Okay, you can own the debt too, bitch. In the South, if if you're trying to stay right with Jesus, but you really want to cuss a bitch, we simply end our conversations by showing them to the door, and then you say, and have a blessed day. That person, if they are Southern, they know they done been told to go fuck all the way off in the most diabolical way possible. I mean, you cannot come back from a blessing. That's right. That's how we do it in the South. And people think Southerners aren't smart. <laughs> but do you do you see the difference in these two clients? Both clients are non-compliant AF. But you only need to fire the dangerous ones or the complaining ones. Don't get caught up in your own ego. If your client wants to use a stupid Cetaphil to wash their face, let them. It is not going to hurt anything except your retail check. You aren't going to win all the battles, and that's okay. What matters is that you, one, have a steady client, two, have a loyal client, and you will always be that little voice in their ear once a month reminding them of the things that they should be doing. And if they really want to see changes in their skin, eventually, hey, they may listen to you. Maybe. Maybe. Okay, in the in the next segment, I wanted to talk about some of the stupid, rude, insane questions we get asked in the room or in a text message, etc. Honestly, some of these questions, <laughs> I sometimes feel like I'm an exhibit at a carnival. You know, when people start saying all of these blatantly insulting or just downright ignorant questions, would you ask any other profession the things that you're asking me? Uh, I'm very doubtful. But on any given day, I have at least two things said to me by a client that either makes me want to punch them or see if they need help tying their shoes. One of my favorites is, but how do you know? <laughs> Wait, what What do you mean, how do I know? You came to me because you knew I knew, Right. Hello, esthetician. Oh, and another favorite is, is this the only job you have? (laughs) Yes, yes, Pam, it is. Because if I had to deal with the stress of another one, I'd have a lot less patience for you and your rudeness. Yeah, people are ballsy as fuck. Here's a list of some of the shit I get asked all the time. Keep Keep a mental checklist and see how many of these you've heard. But have you tried Rodan and Fields? Can I email you a link to my magnetic lash site? It's free shipping right now. Can he put it back there? Will that cause irritation? (laughs) 
I know way too much about my Brazilian clients' sex lives, y'all. No, he cannot put it back there. You have a pimple. If your pimple stuff works, why do you have a pimple? You can you can actually change that one out with a uh, wrinkle. Like if I if they see a wrinkle, they're like, oh, your face is wrinkled. If your products work, why do you have a wrinkle? Well, because I'm human. Hello. Can I bring my own stuff for you to use in a facial? My skin is just too sensitive. What's your credentials? Okay, I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I don't mind getting this question because I like for people to know that I am a licensed professional. But I always get this question from someone who's getting one of those damn fluffy facials. Uh, hello, this facial that I'm doing on you, girl, it is such an easy facial that in two hours time, I could teach a child to give it to you. So how about you calm the hell down? Why are your prices higher than the other spa down the street? Do you make good money doing this? Can you order a chemical peel for me to use at home? Are you sure? That's not what I read on the internet. Well, my God, if it's on the internet, it must be true, right? Is this absolutely necessary? Oh my God, this is such a trigger for me. Oh my God, this is such a trigger. They always ask this when I hand them the paperwork. Just fill out the damn paperwork. I am not selling your information to telemarketers. Okay, so you guys sent me some of your ridiculous questions that you hear frequently, and I'm going to share those with you right now. And I admit that I did not uh, record anybody, honestly. I didn't record anyone's IG handles because I got so many questions, uh, and I get tongue-tied really easy, and I didn't want this podcast to be like two hours long while I'm trying to pronounce your names. So here we go with your questions. See if these sound familiar to you. Do you really bleach assholes? Do you scrub balls? Do you have any other hobbies besides doing this? (laughs) What does your husband think about you waxing men's dicks and balls? (laughs) He loves it. Does seeing a vagina all day ever make you want to be a lesbian? Or, Or conversely. Are you a lesbian because you see vaginas all day? (laughs) Yeah, that's what does it. That's what does it. Looking at women's uh, labia will turn you into a lesbian. What does other people's vaginas smell like? How can you touch other people's privates? Doesn't that gross you out? I get this question too, and it is always from someone who is leg spread getting a Brazilian. Judgmental much. Do I have to wear a tampon while you're waxing me? Do you know if someone sells your products around here, but cheaper? Is this something you have to go to school to do? What do you get out of doing a job like this? I get this one too, and it is always a damn Brazilian client. Do you actually make enough money to like pay your bills and stuff? (laughs) Yes, I do. Is this what you're doing to pay your way through college? I bet you get facials all the time, don't you? No, I haven't had a facial since like fucking 2010. Oh, you're married? I just assumed with your job you couldn't possibly be married. Look, I'm not a hooker. I just wax people. So like how you get paid? (laughs) We get paid with a check. Yeah, a check. Did Did you choose to wax for a living? Do you do nails too? Or... Do you massage too? Or do you do hair too? Like we couldn't possibly just do skin. (laughs) 
<laughs> I forgot about this one. This one's awful. I think I accidentally put in a tampon without taking the old one out. Do you see two strings? <laughs> uh, how do I put lotion on my legs? I honestly, this is insane, but I think the person who sent me this question actually took a screen, I think this is the one, that took a screenshot of the question to show me that she wasn't bullshitting. What do you mean, how do you put lotion on your legs? Bitch, you should have been doing this for years. I shaved three days ago. Is That's long enough for me to get this wax, right? And then the last one, this place is pretty nice. How did you land such a swanky job? <laughs> and the girl who sent me the question said... Um, she's assuming that she was referring to the fact that <laughs> she has a full sleeve of tattoos. Hey, I love tattoos. Don't be so damn judgmental, people. If you're a client and you are listening to this podcast, please don't ever ask us any of these questions. We will hate you and talk shit about you when you leave. And we will also dread to see your name pop back up on the schedule in the future. You will be a Pam. All right, it is time to quit picking on our clients and see how we as estheticians react to being on the other side of the stick. I thought it would be fun to hear about all of our um, our first wax experiences, but I thought it would be even more fun to hear about our first Brazilian wax experiences. So I reached out like, I don't know, a week or two ago maybe, uh, and I asked some of you for your stories. And holy shit balls, <laughs> you guys had, I had so many stories. Like again, I saved some of them, but I am going to share some of those with you. Um, good and bad. I think I had a good one or two, I think. And mine's good. I think mine is good. Um, so I'll share, I'll share mine first so that you don't feel alone in your awkwardness. So I personally, I was one of those strange people who'd never waxed until I went into the field. Isn't that crazy? My, but my brows, they had always been underachievers. I felt like my peach fuzz was normal and kind of helped keep me warm. And I had always shaved my vajay. Are you cringing at the shaving? <laughs> I'm also one of those freaks that can shave down there and never, ever have a single ingrown or any kind of irritation. Nothing. Like, I could use a razor with rust, dirty hair, <laughs> and sadly, I'll be just fine. I've had some of the worst waxers kill my vajay, and it, it's still been fine. Just fine. So, I say all that just to say, hey, I didn't wax at all. And as I mentioned earlier, my first incomplete wax experience was in school when I got my eyebrow ripped off by one of my SE friends. Yeah, I could tell that was not going to go well because everyone took a step back and made a stank face when they saw her application. <laughs> Y'all, you should have said something. But the first complete wax that I got was a Brazilian wax. Yeah, that's right. I went from never being waxed to, hey, let's just go down there and take all that hair off. Another SD friend, not brow girl had gotten a job in a snooty part of town in a like a magnificent spa and they actually trained her now that's crazy right but she needed uh she needed to do a certain amount of models for each service in order to qualify to take like paying clients i'd already gotten things i wanted from her you know fun things like dermaplaning this girl had lasered like every part of my body every laser 
So I figured I owed her. (laughs) I owed her one, you know, like fine. And she was having a terrible time getting a model for the Brazilian. So I was like, okay, I'll do it. And offhandedly, I kind of mentioned it to my other SD friends and four of them, that's right, four of them decided that they wanted to tag along and watch the process because they had never seen a Brazilian done. Yeah, that's right. We graduated school without a Brazilian. Thank you to my shitty school. So we walk in and I realize I was that client with her posse in tow. (laughs) I was the client that I make fun of now. But it was for science, damn it. My friend had her room set up and her trainer was there to assist. I dropped my pants. Sadly, I've never had a shy bone in my body when it comes to nudity. (laughs) And I climbed up on the table and assumed the position. All four of my friends and my waxer stood at the foot of the bed, looking at my vajay like it was an art exhibit. And then these insane bitches, they started giving me like a vagina pep talk. (laughs) It was, yours is pretty. I can't believe you've had a kid. Look, it's not even flippity. I don't even know what flippity means. I I never knew that was your natural hair color. My inner comes out more than yours does. Yours is just so neat. (laughs) I finally had to make them shut up so that she could get started. Now, I was nervous. I'm not going to lie. But I trusted my waxer. She, like in school, she'd been a fucking superstar. Like this is who we all wanted to emulate. She was really, really good. And her trainer also put me at ease. She was totally no nonsense and just ready to get the hell in and get the hell out. The first strip went down and all my friends again crowded around the foot of the bed to ooh and ah over the placement and asked me what it felt like. Uh, hello, it felt like a glob of hot wax on my inner thigh. So first pull, quick, no problem, and she continued. And it was it was all gravy up until she got to the labia. And the, uh, you know, the bottom, the bottom of the mound by the hood. Yeah, that's when we started having some trouble. I have, well, let me just say. If if you pull a labia strip on me, it's um it's meaty. <laughs> Do you remember my meaty meme? Yeah, yeah. You're going to look at the strip that you pulled from my labia. Yeah, yeah. You're going to look at that for a second with amazement. And then you're going to see like, should I put this aside so I can show my friends how fucking hairy this bitch was? So anyway, she puts the wax in my labia. She pulls, her hand slips. And I get totally crotch punched. My girlfriends being the support system that they are, they're keeping it together, but barely. And then one of these idiots starts talking about, I'm assuming to make me feel better about just getting my crotch punched. uh, She starts talking about how much harder of a punch she's taken down there from her blessed ex-boyfriend. Yeah, that's my friends right there. Uh, and just like that, though, we're everybody's laughing and asking way too many personal questions about this boyfriend. So the trainer walks over. She removes the strip. She explains what happened. And we continue. The next labia strip came off with only like two little restarts. But the mound strip, oh my gosh, that almost had me coming off of the table and reciprocating the crotch punch that she'd given me. She tugged at least to my memory four times to get that strip off. Like big tugs, (laughs) really big tugs. We were finally done. My crotch is tender 
and I immediately regret wearing jeans when I pull them back on. I walked a slightly bow-legged up front and out of the building, and then we all made our way over to the nearest bar where I, you know, got completely sloshed and then told anyone who'd listen, male or female, I know no gender when I'm drunk, um, then I had just had a Brazilian done. Yeah, yeah, I overshare a lot when I'm intoxicated. But this is honestly one of my favorite SD school memories. Uh, I remember it vividly, and we retell the story every time I get together with those four hookers. Now let's hear some of your first time waxing stories. We're going to start out with at Jenner is awesome. And she said her first time was in school and that it was terrible. I didn't trim enough and the girl got the wax stuck in my hair. It was hard wax and she waited too long to pull it off. The instructor ended up having to grab my hair and just rip it out. It was near my inner labia too. Afterwards, I got in my car and cried. Oh, <laughs> I also never wanted to get another Brazilian wax again. Gen- at Jenner is awesome. You you know by now, I'm sure, but you can't judge Brazilians by the waxing that you get done in schools because it's horrifying. It can only go up from there. <laughs> at Megan Marie Martin, she also had her first time at school. She says the entire class had been growing for a month. And they were waiting around on a model that never showed up. Since I was the quote-unquote carefree one, my instructors asked if I would sit for if I would sit for one. So of course I said yes. Two instructors and fourteen students, and yes, I had a male in my class, were staring at my month-long, grown-out, hairy vagina. It was horrible because my instructor kept stopping for explanations, and I sat there busted open for at least an hour. <laughs> uh. All right, this anonymous listener says her first Brazilian was uh, was a school one, too. She says, I had a really ignorant classmate that kept making comments about how hairy my asshole was. <laughs> she was the slowest ripper ever. My teacher had to end up finishing for her. Yeah, those slow rips, I, it hurts me to watch someone rip slowly. That's why when I watch you guys do, like, the hard wax on legs, and it takes you 10 minutes and 2 seconds to take a strip off, like, that... That hurts my feelings. I'm just going to say that. Next, we have at Megan Maureen Makeup, and she had a horrible first experience. The waxer couldn't answer any of my questions and was not very sympathetic to my pain whatsoever. That's what inspired me to actually perform the service so nobody else had to go through what I did. Another anonymous listener says the SD used soft wax all over and it was so painful. Uh, She didn't speak at all during the entire waxing service except to deliver pre-instructions and post-instructions. It made it so awkward being in total silence other than the earth-shattering sounds of the strips being yanked off my labia. Y'all, that is awful. Never ever be quiet during a Brazilian. Holy shit balls, that would have been so awkward. Okay, next up we have at, oh my god, I don't know. How about, okay, I'm just going to spell this one out. It's at I, I, I think it's at I, I, Reen, L-G. And if I butchered that, I am so sorry. But she says she was 18 and, okay, hold on. She's 18 and my friends and I went before prom. Of course, we were idiots and looked for the cheapest option and we found it at a nail salon. (laughs) Oh my god, they did it for $20? Okay, we know where this one's going. It was in their basement. No, 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 no. You don't go into someone's basement. 
Have you never watched a scary movie? Okay, anyway, it was in their basement with a half door, but only the top half. She says, I went first, and it was an old Asian lady waxing them. And you could totally see me undress if you were at the top of the stairs, because hello, the bottom part of the door was missing. The wall next to the table was completely mirrored, and... She began to wax me, double dipping and all, and even more cringy, she would bend and... (laughs) No. She would bend and blow on me to cool the wax. Needless to say, that is how I learned my lesson on why you invest in personal services and don't bargain hunt. (laughs) That is so bad. Our last story comes from a listener that doesn't want to use her name. Uh, She says her first time was at school. There was a Baradin wax rep coming to do demos. And hey, who wouldn't want to be waxed for free by a professional, right? So I volunteered to be a model. It was super awkward at first, but I was handling it like a champ until she had me get on my elbows and knees for the butt strip. I let out a nervous laugh as I got into position, and I also let out a loud queef. (laughs) And everyone in class started laughing. My face was beet red, and I actually wanted to die. Thank God I graduated two weeks later and never had to face anyone again. I'm able to laugh about it now, but it is by far the most embarrassing story of my life. Side note, I had a client like that. Um, Hey, it's a bodily function, whatever. But I had a, a client that I work with, and she'd been getting Brazilians from me. And I did the same exact thing, like flipped over onto all fours. She prefers that over tucking the knees. So whatever, I can do both. Um, But I had flipped her over onto all fours and I finished and I had her flip back over so I could clean. And as she flipped over, it was like (laughs) her body was playing its own symphony. She fucking queefed. I like it literally was like she was playing music and it took all the professionalism that I had in my body not to just shit myself laughing um, because she was so embarrassed and it wouldn't stop. It was like even when she settled, it just kept going. Oh my God, it was so funny, <laughs> but I couldn't laugh. Oh, so frustrating. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. That is all the time that we have for today. Hope all these stories made you feel a little bit better about your first waxing experience. Thank you to everyone that has taken the time to um, rate and review the podcast. All those five-star reviews, hella amazing. Thank you so much. Click the subscribe button to make sure that the latest episode is downloaded to your podcast platform. Please keep interacting with the podcast and Instagram account. I love it. I love that you guys are, are really interacting. Your feedback, it keeps me going. And your hilariously awful, wonderful stories of SD life, it is what makes the podcast what it is. Thank you for sharing. Really, really, truly, thank you for sharing. Um, Also, thank you for sharing episodes and memes with your friends and your workmates. Thank you for listening. And as always, wishing you a pam-free week. See you next show.